Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome to our Atmospheric Rivers, plural, weekend edition of Tech Talk. We're live with you as the monsoons come in on January 27th, Saturday morning of 2024 and Sunday afternoon as the rain continues on the 28th. And then a podcast, it'll probably still be raining because we've got (laughs) three or four days of all this. So stay dry. Glad to have you along whether you're listening live on Saturday or Sunday afternoon or the podcast. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. Myself, Ricky Winter, your tech experience manager at London Drugs Telecom. It's his fault. He's wearing shorts. That's why it's raining. And sandals. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought. But shorts. I don't have wet socks, so you know it's a win. Okay, <laughs> that, that compromise. You're so, oh, you're not wearing sandals and socks? No. no oh man, no, that a, is that, ultimate comfort. I'm just in the summer. Oh, I thought yeah. that was a social faux pas. It no, is. man, it's totally acceptable no, now. Tall socks no. in your Birkenstocks. No. Oh, God. it's a thing. Look, look yeah. What we started. We're one minute into the show. <laughs> we started. I know Charles is rolling over right now. He's, <laughs> he hates it. That other voice is none other than myself, Brian. Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. And what you can't see, because this is radio, is Ricky has brought us... Oh, treats. Oh, my God. They look so good. <laughs> if you're listening to us live on Saturday, because this is the last day... As far as I'm aware, I think it's the last day of their pop-up, but they're about to go to their Yates Street location to be full store in the coming weeks. They so, being? Uh, Tombow Eatery, I think, is what the full name of the place is. So. Yep. And where are they? Uh, they'll be on Yates, and they're in the where Felipe was, uh, the bottom of yep. the Legate building. Legate yep. building. But the pop-up is oh, uh, right beside Quasars on Government. Okay. So oh, yes, in the alley there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you were a chocoholic, then <laughs> well, there's a lot of other options. I just forgot you don't like chocolate. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, there's tons <laughs> of other <laughs> options. I just forgot. Or it was strategically yeah. so like Ricky yeah. and I could eat it all. <laughs> what was the the brownie? Uh, the brownie is a triple chocolate brownie by the looks of things. There's a ginger molasses cookie and then a chocolate cinnamon bun. There you are. Okay, so we got off the rails on sandals and on chocolate snacks. Anyway, (laughs) lots lots to talk about uh, this week. We have some new stuff, some deals, some scams, Hmm. a few other things. But and I thought we would start with that one because we have some good news. Uh, First of all, if you have an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac or pretty well anything with an Apple logo. It got a big, really big update that is waiting for you. So please, uh, settings, general software updates on iPhones and iPads. We'll go through the others. Ricky, this is uh, iPad OS, iOS 17.3. 15 critical uh, security fixes, bunch of bug fixes. But this is a really big one. This is an important new feature, and I know about this personally from one of my clients who we were talking about. He had his iPhone stolen. He handed it to a fellow who wanted to make a call. The fellow said, oh, your phone's locked. What's the passcode? He gave it to him, and the guy rabbited down the street. And within minutes, used that passcode to change the passcode. The mm-hmm. password for the Apple ID. And then used change the password for the Apple ID, and then turned off Find My. So phone gone. Yep. Uh, it's incredible that just that little sequence there totally got around all their precautions. Yeah. So, Apple with 17.3, this is in the show notes, which I know some of you are still going to the old link, which sometimes works, but please make sure you bookmark the new one, tech-talk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K dot C-A. If you're in the U.S., tech-talk.ca. But you will find that in iOS 17.3, which we talk about number one, number two, Ricky, stolen device protection. This is a new setting for iPhones. This is a really big deal. But you have to turn it on. This is what you were talking about with that if somebody 
does exactly what happened to your friend or client there. Yeah. Um, the idea is what is it locked for an hour. It, from well, first of all, it prevents a thief from accessing critical info by only allowing access to passwords, credit card info, and making changes via your fingerprint or your face. Mm, gotcha. Okay, so the passcode isn't good enough anymore. So, and this only happens if you're at if you're not at home or work. Okay. So, if you're at home, you can still continue to make those changes. But it, but if somebody steals your phone and rabbits, and now they're in downtown Victoria, even if they know your passcode, mm -hmm. they can't make those changes. They need your fingerprint or your face. In addition, it adds a one-hour delay before anyone, including you, can change the phone's passcode or Apple ID or turn off security features like Find My iPhone. That way, if the thief somehow does get that information, and even if they're, the, the, you've got an hour to go in and find where your phone is, and if necessary, lock it, yep. and if also necessary, to brick it. Yes, yeah, do so, it like, and do a, rem a remote erase. Yes, so that's a really big deal. But the, the thing is, you need to turn this on. So settings, again, this is in the show notes, item number two, settings, face ID and passcode, or touch ID and passcode, scroll down to stolen device protection and turn on protection. But you can't do that if you don't have iOS, iPadOS 17.3. So please do that update. It's a fairly big update, took about 14 minutes on, on my iPhone, so obviously don't do it if you're expecting an important text or phone call or FaceTime or something like that. But that's a really good response mm -hmm. to, a, to a big deal. Yeah, really smart. Um, did I assume it uses um, GPS and or Wi-Fi to do that. Like you need to probably have both on to verify like you're on your home network and your location makes sense. Or just do we know how it tracks your home yeah. location? So even if you've got airplane mode on, it still knows your location. So it knows you're not at home. Oh, right. Words, so if you, you have yeah. airplane mode on, yeah. it's like it won't let you do it. That's right. Because yeah. Can't verify. It can't verify. Yeah, so that's it. And so the other small thing that occurred to me in writing this up was it's only going to let you do these changes at home or work, so it needs to know where your home or work is. So make mm -hmm. sure in your own contact card yep. that you have mm -hmm. your home or gotcha. work listed. That makes sense. And if you've changed where your work location is, update it. then make sure that's updated if you want to be able to do these things. Otherwise, you're waiting an hour yourself. Yeah. I, miss, I guess if someone stole your iPhone, they could go and set their home as their... Their home is your home on your Apple ID? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, can't help with these yes, dumb questions. No, that's, that, that's the whole point of this, yeah. yeah. But then there'd still be the hour delay. There's the hour delay, so there's still a chance for you to do something, but you have yeah. to know your phone is stolen. Yeah. So if they steal it in the night, you might be out of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love edge cases, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Okay, item number three. If you have an iPhone or an iPad that's too old to run iOS uh, 17 or iPadOS 17, because of the severity of the security holes they've patched, Ricky, mm -hmm. Apple's also released a special 16.7.5 update to fix as many of the holes as possible. And in fact, if your phone can't even run 16, mm -hmm. they've released a special 15.8.1 update for iPads and iPhones that are too old to run iOS 16 or 17. But they're making it clear, Brian, this is only patching some of the holes mm -hmm. because the mm -hmm. we need newer technology to patch all of them. So it's a gentle warning. We've said this before. Mm -hmm. If your device is too old to run either of these updates, you really, really need to replace it. If it won't run uh, 17, okay, you should replace it. If it won't mm -hmm. run 16, you really 
need to replace it because you're leaving yourself vulnerable. And people say, okay, well, what are the chances, right? I don't do much with my phone. Yeah. We've had to help people with this. If mm -hmm. there is some scam, your card gets scammed at a gas station or something like that, the banks, credit card companies, insurance companies reserve the right to not give you back the money if you are using any unsupported device, even if that is not where the, where the scam happened. Yeah. Yeah. Their terms are something like that you take reasonable measures to protect your pin. The same thing that like if you leave your yeah. pin out, it's on you. Yeah. So if you're running mm -hmm. unsupported software, if you're not, that's one of the open quote air quotes, reasonable measures. If mm -hmm. they, yeah, it's hard. I, yeah, again, I was, I read so many contracts to find in, cause I really want to nail down what this is and it's yeah. very vague. It's like their yeah. interpretation of that line that you yeah. needed to take precautions. But basically what they do, if, if it's a substantial amount of money is they go, no, and you can go find a lawyer and try and fight it out, mm -hmm. but you're going to lose financially. So, yeah, we don't want you to go out and spend money as much as Ricky's bosses would like him to have really great sales yep. at London Drugs. We don't want you to spend unnecessary money, yep. but when devices get beyond their best before date, even if you've got it in pristine condition, I know it's hard, <laughs> you know, and you've got this beautiful phone that doesn't have a single scratch on it, but it's now eight years old. No, it's... Yeah. There's certain cases where, like, if you want to use this as your music player and you don't put any other info on it and these things, like, there's not yeah. really anything to get. So, you know, some people use an iPad just to watch Netflix in the kitchen, yeah. you know, while they cook. I, I don't... I think they're fine there. I would disconnect the other services but yes. if it's just a video device, sure. That's that's a good thing you can do with these devices actually, when they age that's out. But actually, that's a really good example. You'll probably mm -hmm. find that when you go to watch Netflix, it says you need a newer version of Netflix. Yep. Oh, sure. At some and point, the, the, the browser is yeah. not going to support it. or the net, Yeah, either yeah. Netflix the or the app. browser isn't going to work. Yeah. The app's not going to work. So, yeah, but, but you can but, do it until then. But just yeah. understand that risk. If something mm -hmm. big goes south elsewhere in your life, and the bank's now looking at $10,000 mm -hmm. they need to give back, they're going to look for any excuse to not give that back. Well, I mean, it's, if you guys have ever dealt with an insurance mm. company, you know what <laughs> this is like. Exactly. Any loophole, any yeah. way they can get out of it. Yeah. One other phone call that I got this week from Al and Kathleen. They were distraught. They were up in Parksville. Mm. They were looking up something about a restaurant, clicked on something, got a message on the screen of their iPad saying that it was about to crash and urging them to call Apple oh, support. No. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about yep. computers and yep. even yep. Macs. We don't tend to talk about these messages on iPhones and iPads. <laughs> they called the number which supposedly connected them to the Canadian mm -hmm. Anti-Fraud Center, supposedly, and they just wanted their help in catching the bad guys. Long story short, cards have been canceled, et cetera, et cetera, a whole lot of stress and tears. Yep. So I put a picture of one in the show notes. So many of you know this, but if not, uh, and who do you know that wouldn't know this that you could show this to? Item number five. If a message appears on the screen of your phone, tablet, or computer advising that your device is infected or is about to crash and urging you to call the number on the screen, it's a scam. Mm -hmm. Don't call. Normally, you can just restart your device. In most cases, that'll go away. If you do call, it's going to connect you to a call center, often in India. They will pose as someone from Apple or Microsoft or Samsung or Google and will offer to fix the problem, either for a hefty fee, they'll want your credit card info, or they'll try to persuade you to give them your banking info. Uh, 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 uh. So, no problem. So, as I said to Alan Kathleen, no bones broken, no yep. blood spilled, as my late mother would say, but a whole lot of stress. And she said, why is it that I don't know this? And I said... 
we're Canadians. We're, we're trusting, and when we see these messages, we think somebody's trying to help us. So, no, this is one of those cases where we need to be hardened and say, nope, never going to be real. Always going to be a scam. There we go. Okay. Uh, income tax season is here. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky's got some good news for you on that front when we continue after a break on Tech Talk. But we'll also open up the phone lines, texts, and emails on Saturday morning while we're live. Star 1070 on a mobile phone in Canada. 250-386-1161 on any phone. And by text to 1070-107010. Please include your first name at the beginning or the end of your text. 20 after the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and Ricky and Brian working through your texts here. So here is one word it goes. So from Terry, for you, Brian, says, Brian mentioned after all this is done, the stolen device protection, mm. you should brick it. What is this? Oh, we were talking about you can do a remote erase if you have a device set up in uh, Find My. So you yeah. can sign into uh, your Apple ID yeah. online and find the device and say um, erase. But if you do that, you're never going to, yes, I know the thief can't use it, Yeah. but you're never going to get it back. Oh, because you won't be able to see it anymore. Yeah, because mean. it's now turned into a brick. That's why the phrase brick, it becomes a paperweight at that point. Mm -hmm. I should, now I'm going to double check. I'm a little unclear because you can erase all your data from the device, but it might still be able to track it. No. No? You don't You're can't? literally bricking it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why but, that So phrase. it's never usable again, that's even right. if you get it back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the problem. So... Um, they could still sell it for parts, which is what some thieves will do. That's why most thieves don't steal iPhones because they know, and now with this new feature, it's going to make even less likely. But they will still try and take it to some place that can take out the screen and the camera and the whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it out. So that's, like, that's a really like good question. GTA Terry. with a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So good. there's an interesting one that I found online just recently is somebody had the device stolen. They, they, apparently, they say they tried to do the erase. Um, and they got a text message back from the person who has the phone sent to their iCloud, uh, and it said something along the lines of like, oh, I see you tried to do a remote erase. It didn't work. All your personal data is on this phone. I'm about to sell it to the black market here in China, and they're going to get all your data. So you can remove this from Find My. I'm giving you a warning. Otherwise, you know, your data is going to be on the dark web, which is pretty pretty mean. Yeah, so but this will now protect I don't know that, that yeah. this is that would necessarily work, but it's a you know, it's a yeah. kind of threat that might get the person to unlock it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. ways they try to get mind. around this. Yeah. There we go. Um, dum, dum, dum. Uh, from Bruce, if I want to get rid of my old recorded DVDs and CDs, can I drill them like disk drives? You could. You could. But if you bring them to me, I'll recycle them for you with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you know the answer to this question, but I know what happens to a lot of the stuff that you take to uh, London Drugs because it's responsibly recycled mm -hmm. through the Green Deal. But CDs and DVDs are unique animals because they're multi-layer. So they're not plastic, they're not metal. What? Any idea what happens to as them? As far as I know, it's pretty much a massive industrial shredder that just destroys it. Entirely. Yeah, but then what happens? I would have to look into it. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know what happens. At to that point, my brain's more like data yeah. privacy yeah. than yeah. I am. No, and that's and that's level. that's the important but. one. Yeah, so things like that. So, but yeah, that's a good question because it's it's three different types of plastic. Plus, it's got that silicate yeah. layer. Plus, it's got the I think it's an aluminum, where the actual thing where the Makes laser. Sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't know what happened. But there you go. There is the question for you there. 
Okay. Um, other things that are in the in the notes there. Lots of lots of fun stuff here for you, but we will do the one income tax time is coming. Oh. So Yeah, uh, it's like you made it sound like I had a fun solution for them. <laughs> well like, no. <laughs> no, just tax software's in stock now in the stores. <laughs> yeah, so it's that time of year. So there's not a lot of options now. It's, it's like it, one company's bought everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Intuit TurboTax. Yep. So it, this year it's called Intuit's TurboTax Standard Tw- and it says TY. You'll see that. That stands for tax year because this is now 2024, but you want TY 2023 for the tax year 2023. It's four bucks off. Yep. Big sale. Big sale. But hey, four hey, bucks, yeah. four bucks, four bucks. So that's um, $35, four dollars off till next Friday. That lets you do eight return, eight yep. basic returns, common tax returns. Yep. We do carry the more advanced ones, like the premiums for like people with investments or rental properties and things like that as well. But yeah, I looked that up. It's definitely the more basic one that people are rushing in for right now. Yeah, but Intuit TurboTax Premier Tax Year 2023 is $83. There you so go. That. Now, the thing is, people are going to see the box and they're going to think, but wait, I have a laptop now. It doesn't have a disk drive. Well, I can sell you a disk drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be a disk in the box, but I can sell yeah. you a disk drive. It's like malware bytes. Yeah. You get a license key. Yeah, yep. I think they've been doing that for about four-ish years now. So yep, but I would say most people who are rushing in to grab that TurboTax software are the ones who have been using that same TurboTax software. Yep. But I just thought if you're on your own now yeah. and you're doing your own for your first time, there you go. Um, while we're talking deals there, um, well, this is another question that came up from Martin saying, uh, I'm, it's time to buy a, a new iPad. I hear what you're saying about the, the old one here, mm-hmm. but should I buy one now? And I'm going, well... Probably not with one exception because, uh, Brian, the new ones are expected in March. Item 13 in the show notes. Make sure you're sitting down when you read it. Uh, Okay, to be fair, there will be a base model iPad. We expect there will be a new iPad Air. And then there will be the new OLED iPad Pros. And that's where you need to sit down. It's going to be $2,000 Canadian. (laughs) <laughs> for, well, the, you know, yeah. for the for uh, the 11 inch 28 centimeter model, the expected 13 inch 33 centimeter model is going to be 2,400 dollar Canadian. Now yeah. that's a very niche market, right? For an OLED iPad Pro. Well, it'll replace the Pro. So anybody yeah. buying a Pro is that same niche market now. Wait, yeah. So that yeah, that's the problem to me is it's not an option. Yeah, it's not it's, like here's the better option. It's Here's the only option. I don't love those upgrades where, like, we made it more premium, so the price increased. But if you didn't need it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's the problem because I do have some clients that have bought an iPad Pro just for the larger size because of their vision. And so Mm -hmm. all of this technology is overkill. The reason it's going to be so expensive, they're going to include Apple's Blazing Fast M3 processor and an OLED screen. So those two things are really going to push up the price. But for everybody else... Mm-hmm. They're expected to unveil a new iPad Air, which will have last year's M2 chip, which is still a huge step up over the yep. current iPad Air. And the base model iPad will also get a big boost in specs. So it's expected to be either the same price or maybe 10 or $20 more. Do we know the baseline? Do you think we'll get a new base one? Yep. Okay. Apple doesn't want to give up that much. When you look at their stats for iPad, yeah. how many iPads they sell, mm-hmm. 80%, 80 to 83% yeah. are in that base model range. Yeah. No, totally fair, but yeah. I would just imagine, as we're already starting to see, the 9s are just done, and you leave the 10 as your base model now. You don't put out a new base. Yeah. I would just update my Air and my Pro and call it a year. I'm guessing, well, again, we're all right, just guessing, right? Apple yeah, hasn't yeah. said boo. Of course. I'm guessing they'll do because the spec bump is going to be so substantial. 
that between the 10th and the 11th because what they've got for technology now yeah in there so we'll see uh, but maybe you move the 10 to the pricing of the 9 now then and then you put out the yes. 11 at the pricing yeah. of the 10 no, and that brings us in back. a circle where we're going the 9th gen iPad $50 off at London Drugs in store only because with the 11th gen expected in March stores are starting to clear out 9th gen not a lot of stores have a lot of stock. No, I would say most stores started clearing up before Christmas, and that's why we saw those very aggressive Christmas pricing for the ninth gen. Yeah. Um, now it's just anything kind of left over that needs to be, you know, cleared through. Yep. So fifty dollars off at your store, Tilikum store. All you've got left is the two fifty six gig. So yep. the larger capacity. Yep. So for tons of photos and music, so that's five ninety nine down from six forty nine. Yep. The base model is four sixty nine, but just none in stock. Correct. Yeah, so that's it. But check around. That's just, Ricky just arrived and told me that, so I put that in the notes. Yep. Other stores, if you check online, Staples, Best Buy, you'll find that they very likely don't have any stock. Yeah, all the pricing I was finding from the other s- companies, just because I was trying to verify, yeah. uh, 449 still looks like their price point for the ninth gen 64 gig. Yeah, but not a lot of stock nope. left in that. You can try places yep. like Wally World, things like that. So there you go. So again, March, we're expecting... The new ones, but it's just an expectation, nothing official. Lots more to come up when we continue on Tech Talk, including HP says customers are a bad <laughs> investment unless they're forced to buy lots of HP ink, and smartphone used to be restricted in BC school classrooms. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on amidst the monsoon, which <laughs> is the colloquial term for our atmospheric rivers. Glad to have you with us live on Saturday, Sunday afternoon rebroadcast or the podcast. If you're just tuning in, Ricky Winters in studio with Brian and myself. Ricky is the tech experience manager at London Drugs Tilikum. No, not Tilikum Mall. Old, I'm giving my age. <laughs> Tilikum Center. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and Brian Pavlicic, our technical producer and more. A couple updates. Yeah, so I just had to fact check a couple things. So I think I originally said you, we were talking about erasing the device, bricking it. Um, what ter- from, responding to Terry's question. Um, yes, iPhone and iPad. Um, and so I, uh, it's actually the iCloud website under Find My is where you need to go. Uh, and you'll see the, the device there. But you, uh, and so you can say erase, remote erase the device. If, you have, if the device has iOS 15 or later, it, you can still track it and you can still play a sound to help find it. That's a big change. I'm glad to be wrong about that. That's great. So it doesn't permanently brick it. Right, and it re- and you can undo it. Um, so uh, when you erase a, re- a device remotely, finding using Find My activation lock remains on to protect it, so they can't yep. erase it and start using it themselves. And then your Apple ID and password are re- required to reactivate it. So Ricky, if the police were to help you get it back because you could tell them where yep. it is, you could actually use it yeah. again. But yeah, you that, can make sure that your stuff yep. is all off it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense to do that first. Like, if you don't know yeah. for sure, just erase it, but you still can continue to try to find it. That was the big deal. Before, if you erased it, you couldn't. Yeah, but it looks like before yeah. iOS 15. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those changes where we've got to keep track of that. So thank you. That, that That's a really that's a really important change there. Okay, uh, lots of other stuff that's in the notes as well. One thing you've been hearing perhaps on the news um, AI has brought uh, some amazing <laughs> advances. Yeah. There's two out there. Oh, no. One is the Taylor Swift deep fake, deep fake porn that you're hearing on the news. The yeah. other one is a fellow that I grew up with, well, not personally, but listening to <laughs> and watching, the late George Carlin. He died in 2008. But guess what's just hit the internet? 
I'd like to start off with a heartfelt apology. I'm sorry it took me so long to come out with new material, but I, I do have a pretty good excuse. I was dead. <laughs> so technically, it wasn't my fault. If you want to blame somebody, you're going to have to blame God. That's not George Carlin. Well, it That's, kind of is. Okay, so these, <laughs> these people on their... They put up a podcast, which mm -hmm. they say themselves, we used AI. We ran a whole bunch mm -hmm. of his recordings through. We've used AI to create a fake hour-long comedy special that recreates his style and material. I mean, that was pretty good for his style. Oh, yeah, it's very on point. So um, the, his family, the estate of George yep. Carlin, are yeah. taking them to court saying this has no comedic or creative value. You're mm -hmm. violating the copyright. Take it down. It has no value? Like they, they're just they, – part of their argument is it's not funny? Or <laughs> Well, it's not his – it's not him being funny I think is a big yeah. part of it. Uh, it is so – you think just about copied data from a thing and put it into a computer and now you're trying to make money off of it. Well, yeah. it depends if they're... Yeah, I mean, maybe they just take the rights to it. It's like when you play a song that you don't have the rights to on a YouTube video, they monetize the video. So yeah. they... Anyway, that's... Maybe there was a better way, but... Because I think this is kind of funny, yeah. but I haven't heard the whole thing. Defendant's AI-generated George Carlin special is not a creative work. It says in the claim, it is a piece of computer-generated clickbait which detracts from the value of Carlin's comedic works and harms his reputation. And they actually go on to say, in their words, it is a bastardization of Carlin's real work. So yeah. I suspect they will win that one in, mm -hmm. in record time. So because yeah. think of what that opens up. If this does not get thrown out and it's allowed <laughs> to stay up there, yeah. then why don't we just sit there and take recordings of Everyone. Tech Talk and then we'll, let, we'll just have you being you. Yeah. Except oh. you don't get anything about it, right? I mean, and, yeah. and let's have the mo and let's have the movie star. We don't need to pay the movie star anymore because we've got enough stuff. I mean, that's kind of where we're going. Like we were talking about, like uh, AI news anchors and stuff. A long Precisely. Time ago. Yeah, I mean, I would now you've got me really wanting to do that. If I upload our whole tech talk history, <laughs> what would an AI generated tech talk look like? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> because because we could this? feed it the headline of some new announcement from Apple or Microsoft, and it would presumably spurt out something that would sound like us saying it was good, bad, or indifferent. No, I don't want that. I would love to see like if we think like, oh yeah, that actually I would have said <laughs> yeah. that. Like that's really good. I was just curious. I was like, I wonder if I'm still funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's a really big one. But the other half of this one is what happened when sexually explicit AI generated uh -huh. images of Taylor Swift started circulating on X, formerly Twitter. So one of the most prominent examples, um, forty five million views, twenty four thousand reposts and hundreds of thousands of likes and bookmarks in 17 hours before the verified user who shared the images had their account suspended. That's... A long time. But, so, okay, they were trying to get X to take it down and it took 17 hours. Yep. But then Swifties mobilized. That's what you call oh, Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. They flooded X with more than 200,000 posts under the hashtag Protect Taylor Swift, calling for action, and quickly got the accounts distributing the fake images shut down. Good. So That's they nice. did more than any <laughs> government Swifties. agency. Yeah. So yeah. That, so yes. Okay. There's there's bad people doing stuff out there, but that's the first time we've ever seen the mobilization of the people's army, if you will, the the Swifties to to do what no government agency. <laughs> 
could do. So I thought that was cool. So I put that in the show notes, item number item number 20. And now if you go and search platforms for Taylor Swift nudes, you will quite often get a post using a, a, um, a paraphrased quote from one of her songs, Why Are You Doing This? Basically. <laughs> oh my so that one's, that one's, that one's kind of cool. Uh, this is just going to get worse, I'm really sorry to say. This, yeah, wait, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, deep fake porn is is such a thing. There's yeah, there's been other cases of like public figures. Um, I'm much more worried about deep fake politics as we head into US yeah. USA yes. and all that coming. I mean, out. in some countries that has already happened. Like, well, we already had the Joe Biden robocall yeah. for yeah. New Hampshire, you know, except it wasn't <laughs> Joe Biden telling people you don't need to you don't need to vote, save your vote for the election. Uh, <laughs> no. Goodness. So that was the first one, so they're doing that. Okay, back to the phone lines and Tony. Hi, Tony. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Hi, good morning, Alan. Alan, um, I've been, uh, had a chat with a, a associate of mine recently, and uh, he very kindly offered uh, um, an iPhone uh, at no cost to me. Oh. Um, he has the latest one, and he's apparently got three that he's worn out, or he, he has them in his cupboard somewhere. Um, what would be the... Um, uh, fallbacks of me uh, taking up that kind offer. Well, we just need to know what model of iPhone it is and whether or not it's still supported. Did he tell you what number it was? Um, no, um, not at the time. Um, uh, I, I don't. Uh, the fact that he uses it day in and day out for his business, um, I imagine it's probably you know, within three or four, five years of age. Um, yep. Full disclosure, currently, right now, I have Speak Out with a flip phone. Yep. Uh, and uh, they, they um, use Rogers um, uh, pins or yep. SIN. Yep. That's um, the, the Rogers so, um, network. That's their contract is unlocked. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could put that in there yep. and then use it under Speak Out uh, platform. Yes. Um, um, actually, no, you can't... Oh. I'm looking at Ricky. I don't know if you can use Speak Out on an iPhone. I've never tried, but I don't know why not. Well, if you go online to their website, mm -hmm. they offer um, s certain uh, iPhones refurbished yes. um, for sale. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is, sorry, I, I should clarify myself. Yes, you can use the Speak Out service on an iPhone, mm -hmm. but the SIM card that's in your flip phone would have to be replaced, and it shouldn't oh, yeah. be. It shouldn't I, be at no, any cost. Yeah, they use a different size. The speak out ones use a, a bigger size to do that. Yeah, there'd be no, no problem at all with battery? that. Um, I've been online and I've seen how um, painful it is to replace the battery yourself. Yeah, don't don't ever please on an iPhone. Don't ever replace a battery yourself. Get get London Drugs or another authorized service center to do it for you. It's not that expensive. So when okay. you want to check the battery. You go into settings, battery, battery health, and it will tell you a percentage of how much life of the battery uh, has has been left. Oh, excellent! Yeah, but that yeah. So the real key thing is, Allah, what we were saying earlier, Tony, is to find out what number it is. Make sure that it's an iPhone. 10 or later. That's what I was just trying to pick a number, and I was like, I think 10 is the answer, yeah. 10 is still, yeah, 10 is still supported because we're on 15. iPhone 8, there was no 9. Nope. So iPhone 8s and earlier are not supported. But if... I was thinking for his friend who might have a few in the cupboard. Yes, like, oh, yeah. for, your, for your friend. You might make him very happy, Tony, or yourself. If it's an iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, 7, any variation of 6 or 7... 
Apple's agreed to pay $14.4 million to Canadians affected by iPhone battery gate. This is in the show notes, updated from last week, item number 12. It's going to be $150 per iPhone, six or seven or any variation of those. You need the serial number. And we talked last week, Ricky, about the mm-hmm. fact that most people go, oh, good luck with that. Yep. Well, I did some homework, and if you have a six or any variation, the serial number is etched on the back. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the phone itself, but for some reason you kept the box, the serial number's on the back of all iPhones, yep. sixes and sevens, so that would be what you would need. And otherwise, we're trying to figure out where you could get the serial number. So I would ask Yeah, the Ricky. fact that you need the serial number. Like the IMEI would be easy enough, but the serial number is yeah. a pain if the special device doesn't turn on, right? So if you bought it at London Drugs, it would be on your paper receipt. Yes, but it, like I was saying to you earlier, it was our really old till paper receipt kind of things. And yeah. It would be green. That's, I can That's help you right. With. It would be a green the piece green of paper. The green sheet, yeah. And the serial number will be there. You can't come into the store and ask them to find it for you because the systems have changed, computer systems at London Drugs and other stores have changed at least once, if not twice or three times since then. I was going to say that, and it's 10-year-old paperwork at this point, right? Yeah, so that's that's one other option. So see, if you've got the device, you've got the serial number. If not, find the box. If not, look for an email. Now, the other one that a couple of people reached out to us, Ricky, and said, well, okay, but I bought it directly from Apple. Mm -hmm. Can't I go online? Or I bought it from an Apple store yep. in other cities like Vancouver. You can't currently go online. They only go back 18 months, mm-hmm. but they do have those records. So I'm guessing when the court settlement for this uh, 14.4 million Canadian settlement, it goes to court, it's set to go to court this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing one of the details will be that Apple will make their online purchase history available to you so you can use your Apple ID and password, even if you don't have yep. uh, an Apple account anymore, if you switch to Android or whatever else, or it's for a late person who's passed away, you you, sh- you will be mm-hmm. able to go in and get your serial number from there, because this is big bucks. It is, but yeah. that's why they made it very difficult. Yeah, so Tony, for your friend that's offering you the iPhone, yes, I would, I would accept it as long as it's a 10 or later, and if not, see if it's a 6 or 7 and tell him, <laughs> hey... 150 bucks, and stay tuned. That will, We'll have that on the show for next weekend because, again, it goes to court on Monday. The details on all this are in item number 12 in the show notes. There we go. Uh, speaking of iPhones, um, with the iPhone 15 Pro <laughs> and the, this past week, Samsung Galaxy S24 was released. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, we yeah. talked last week, a big push on AI. So that's that's the big difference between the 23 and the 24. They're yep. virtually identical. They've put a new AI chip into the 24. Yep. So a lot of people are saying, which is better? So mm. Apple Insider did a really excellent comparison. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit of, no pun intended, apples and oranges. Yeah. But, yeah, it, they're very, very close. Mm-hmm. Depending on which ecosystem you prefer, you may like the new features that come with the AI, the ability to have live translation, yep. things like that. That's it, neat. I saw the, like, the circle, the whatever you're thinking for, click it, and it will automatically yeah. search for it. So if you're torn thinking of getting an iPhone 15 Pro or a Samsung Galaxy S24, there are other reviews, but I really like the way this one was seemed to me to be unbiased. I put the link into it in item 14 in the show notes. 
And two of you are asking again, where are the show notes? So forgive me. So tech, T-E-C-H hyphen T-A-L-K dot C-A. And you can actually type that into a search bar now. You don't have to go to the address bar and it will find us. And then bookmark that. On an iPhone or an iPad to bookmark it, the easiest way to do it is once it's on the screen, tap the square with the arrow coming out of it. Depending on your device, it'll be at the top or the bottom of the screen. That means do something with. Mm -hmm. And it gives you options like Facebooking it or texting it or printing it or add to home screen. Mm -hmm. That's the one you want to look for. Tap add to home screen. Change the name because it'll just show as show notes. Change it to Tech Talk Notes. Tap save and it'll show up on the screen of your iPhone or your iPad just like an app, even though it's just a website, but a very nice looking one we like to think. Before there we, we move too far from the Samsung, yes. I wasn't here last week. Did you guys talk to the idea that Samsung's not sure if they're going to allow the AI subscription after two years and it be something you pay for? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that we talked about that, Brian, yeah. the key that. So all these new AI features, they're hoping to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then make you subscribe to them for a fee. At least they gave it two years. Yeah, yeah. Because the world will change a lot in two years. And yeah. a lot of people will replace their device in two years, yeah. <laughs> if you're like yeah. me. But there will be other AI, I'm sure. Apple's yeah, going to yeah. do this. Other manufacturers will come along and do this as well. The live translation yeah. by itself is kind of worth it. So, like, I get mm-hmm. it. It's just interesting that the phone that's, you know, where you talked with Tony there a second ago, who's yeah. like, oh, this phone that could be six and a half years old. Oh, it's just as good as... You, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so a lot of new stuff coming along. So there we go. Yep, so that that's all there. But the Samsung phones hit the stores next week as well. And then they'll rip them apart and do all the tech specs. But right now they're saying it's very, very close. Mm-hmm. iPhone 15 Pro, Samsung S24 Ultra. And they're both pretty pricey. But th- that review really shows you which one comes out ahead here and there. So you can decide what's important to you and then make the decision. Okay, back with more after this. As we roll on for the 27th and 28th of January 2024, coming up in our second hour, Apple's going to allow people in the EU to download apps from places other than its app store. Also going to make it easier to have a default browser change. We'll talk about more about that. Doesn't affect us directly, but it is going to do that. Also, Apple's apparently going to release a touchscreen HomePod. Talk about that. And something we'd promised from last week, how to disable website notifications. And a big one that we will talk about as well is uh, smartphone used to be restricted in BC school classrooms. And Ricky, one that you brought to my attention some rather blunt words from the CEO of HP oh, yeah. about you and me, saying we are bad investment unless we are forced to buy lots of HP Inc. So we'll talk about that in the second hour, but right now back to the phone lines and Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Thanks for waiting. Oh, thank you for speaking with me today. How can we help? I'm phoning about my phone. It's a Samsung Galaxy S21 Plus. Yes. And in the contacts list, I delete people from the contact list, and they keep showing back up again. How dare they? And some of those, some of those people are in my Outlook list for on my work email, yep. and mm-hmm. some of those are in my personal list, which has always been well. It was with Shaw, then it, I've now converted yep. over to Outlook. But um, it doesn't matter which which one they still I come back from. They still come back. What's the time frame? Just and curious. Like, do they how, come back within minutes or it's like the next day? I think it's within a day. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. Initially, it was like, why are they back there? And it was on the same day. But I think it's within a day. 
Mm-hmm. I don't go and check right away, yeah. but I delete them all, and then I check in a couple of minutes now to see is it come back. But then it'll be, they'll just show up. And then now sometimes they're showing up twice. Like uh, two, the name is in there two times. Okay, so the first thing to do, and then I think Ryan's got the answer, but the first thing to do is to go online and go to outlook.com, sign in, click on the little people icon in the upper left, see if the deleted contact is there, and if so, delete it, and see if it reappears there. Do that exact same thing on your google.ca, click on the three dots, nine dots, I think. Oh, when there's, because they have a little grid. Yeah, Yeah. a little grid, nine dots, and then click on contacts, and do the same thing, delete a deceased person's contact, or somebody that's not in your life, and see if it comes back. And then okay. we're going to teach you about cash, not the money, cash, but C A C H E, Brian. Yeah. Y- yeah. So the sure. other thing to check is on your Android device. You can try to clear in the cash, and you might even try this one first. Is try deleting the contacts and then clear the cash right away, and that might just solve it. Um, so okay. on Android, I mean, I know some versions change, but this should be pretty current. Um, so you launch the settings app, uh, and then you're going to go look for the apps section. Um, and then yeah. find your contacts application, and uh, under storage, you can find the clear cash button. Yeah, okay. and if you want to send us an email, because oh, I know you're driving, Linda, if you want to um, either... Or this one's Shelly. Oh, I'm yep. sorry, Shelly, sorry. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to send uh, uh, a text or an email, then Brian will send you the link to oh, this. Oh, I think I have Shelly's email. I'll, I'll email you this link that just shows the clearing of the cash and a couple different things you can try on your phone yeah. or by um, unlinking your Google account and then relinking it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this between the few things we've listed, that you should get it working. Yeah, that, that should do it. But you do have to do, it's worth doing a little bit of um, detective work, Ricky, because contacts are one of those things that they're like passwords. They drive yeah. us crazy because they can be stored in a myriad of places. Yep, and then your cloud thinks it's being useful and giving it back to you. Like, hey, this was missing. Here you go. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing yeah. it's going to try. I think you probably <laughs> nailed it, Brian. I'm guessing it's going to be it's going to be the, the cash the one cash. in there. Let's. Yeah. Uh, we're due for a break uh, here. Let's. We okay. rarely have room to fit it in. Oh. <laughs> Hour number two coming up. We will also let you see if you can figure out why ICBC rejected request for 2,600 personalized license plates in 2023, including YSOSLO. Why would they reject that? Or 2FAS4, among others. They're all linked in the show notes. Item number 25. Stay with us. Hour number two coming up. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we continue in the second half of our Atmospheric Rivers Weekend Edition, we are dubbing it January 27th and 28th of 2024. We are live with you on Saturday morning the 27th, Sunday afternoon the 28th is a rebroadcast and Brian's working away on a podcast when we don't distract him by asking so many other things. (laughs) Brian is Brian Pavlicic, our technical producer and more, and that other voice is none other than... Ricky Winter, your tech experience manager at the Telecom Center location, because that's what Alan tells me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. Yeah, no worries. It's raining out, so what else was I going to do? Yes. Uh, One, we'll give you a little bit of homework before we go any further. You may have heard about this on the news. Our friend Kyle Wilson will be talking about this on Global News Sunday. 26 billion records have been exposed in what's being called the largest data breach to date. Mm. 13 terabytes of data, 26 billion (laughs) records have been dumped publicly online. It's not as bad as it sounds. 
Okay. Security breaches say it appears the vast majority of the records are from other previously known breaches and have simply been aggregated into one file, which some are calling Moab, the mother of all breaches. So a lot of people have contacted us saying, okay, what do I do? What, you know, do I change all my passwords? Do I you know, go and live on an island? I go, okay. So happy to report that Cyber News has created a personal data leak checker website where you can go there and you can type in your email address or addresses and your phone number or phone numbers and it will tell you. That is item number six in the Tech Talk show notes. Again, tech-talk.ca. And then go down to item number six, click on the personal leak data checker. And when you, when you take you there, the little arrow in the top right corner, and it says, check if your data has been leaked. I will type my email address in there and go check now. And it goes, you are safe for now. There's still a possibility of your data being leaked to an unknown database. So, and then they go through that. So that one, yeah, 15,502,000 breached accounts. So there you go. So that's a really handy service to do. So the next question, Ricky, is going to be, okay, so what happens if it comes up and it says my email address and password are there? What do you do? <laughs> so don't, don't get stressed. Think, okay, now look at the password and yep. say, do I still use that password on any websites? Mm-hmm. And if so, where? Do I use that on Netflix? Do I use that on Google? Do I use that on Apple? Do I use that on Michael's Craft Store? You know, Thrifty Boots, wherever. Go through and change the password on any of the websites where you're still using it. Yep. Because with that number now, they can just sit there and go through the internet with the most popular Instagram, you know, Pinterest, mm-hmm. X, and see, oh, does he still use that password? And then they can do that. So, yeah. So, don't worry. The vast majority of us, I'm guessing, are going to probably show up. I'm kind of surprised I don't. Mm. But you can try that, Brian. See on if you're serious. You can do that. Item number six in the show notes. No, there's a new oh, one. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, have I been pwned has always been our go-to. Yeah. They haven't yet imported this massive 26 oh. billion. That takes a lot of computer processing power. So Cyber News are the first people out with the personal data leak checker that incorporates this list. So it's a big black and white site. So Brian's Let's putting it in. He's checking outlook. now. You are uh, safe for safe. now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> I love what they add that. Yeah. Uh, but just before we move on, I want to just give this one other overarching. And I apologize for those of you that are faithful listeners and say, oh, God, he's saying it again. <laughs> but every week or two, we hear from somebody that says, oh, thank goodness you said that. If you get an email or a text about a problem with an account or a service or about a package that can't be delivered, or you get a receipt for an item or service you didn't order that's supposedly being charged to your credit card, mm-hmm. or about a refund owed to you by FIDO or Canada Revenue or whomever, or about a prize you've won. Mm-hmm. It's a scam, especially if it urges you to do something right away. Yep, That's hard for people to grasp, because it looks so real. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, but I'm gonna lose my emails. Yeah, Microsoft is switching to a new system. I'm going to lose all my emails if I don't click this button and upgrade. No. There's very rarely is that a real thing. Like sometimes your credit card is expired and your cloud storage is going to expire, something like that. Yeah. In these cases, again, always go to the provider. If someone showed up at your doorstep and said, hey, I'm from Bank of Montreal. You need to reload your bank account. Can I have some cash? You would say no. Like that's basically yeah. the level of what these emails yeah. are is like. 
you just don't trust you don't know who it really yeah. is so if you have any concern just go to your bank yeah if you go. get an email saying that your netflix account is locked because of it's been accessed from different countries Mm-hmm. Open up Netflix and see if it works. By going to Netflix.com. Yeah. Yeah. Or by going to the <laughs> Netflix the app or pressing the button on your... Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Never call the number. Never click the button or the link. This yeah. is the biggest thing. If we yeah. kind of boiled it down to that is like everything is a scam. Just go directly to the person if you have any concerns. But other than that, just like disregard everything. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's a hard thing to do because we're so trusting and we think, oh, nice of them to let me know because mm-hmm. I'm about to go traveling and my bank account's locked. No. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Well, sometimes it just gets you on the right day. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like you're good 99% of the time. And then. And now you're stressed about something else that's going on. You did order out something there. from Amazon and you are expecting a package actually. But wait. Yeah, I, that one. I know a lot of people that that's happened to, like, literally, like, it was supposed to arrive at a certain time, and they get the scam text at that time. It's right. happened to me, too. The, the, exactly. It's amazing. And that's well why the up. package delivery ones have become so successful, because so many of us are getting packages of stuff we've ordered or stuff friends have ordered for us. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, well, it must be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, they're not going to do that. Right. And the package ones in particular... I mean, again, they're all scams, but one extra little level, it's always going to, it's not going to have your name. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have your physical address. It's not going to have the name of the sender. It's not going to have the items. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It'll have a tracking number that they made up. Sure. Mm-hmm. But none of that other information is missing. It's all going to be go- It's all going to be missing from there. Yes. Yeah. Now, sometimes you will get one that's the fake Amazon order. Yes. And it tells you that here's your receipt for what's being shipped to this address in Duncan or wherever. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't you, click here. No. Go to your Amazon account and check and you'll see that there is no such order. Sure. Or if you have like UPS or yeah. Canada Post text notifications turned on. Yeah. Again, I would still even just go sign in to check them. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, you can hold on a link and see exactly the address it goes to. And if you're comfortable deciphering a URL, yep. you, sure, there's time, it's, you don't. Yeah, if there's any question, default to that it's a scam. Yeah. Anyway. To the phone lines, and Linda's been waiting patiently. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Tech Talk. Hi. Um, I had a a problem um, with somebody uh, getting into uh, an account and getting the number and my name and address and social insurance number. What type of account, Linda? Um, Well, um... Financial account or like a communications account? Yeah, financial account. Okay. And... Did the bank or credit union have you change your password? Um, I, 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 yeah, I think so. Okay. So is everything okay now? I, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So can, I don't want personal information, but was it a bank or a credit union or a credit card? Um, it was a, um, what do you call it? Um, Investment account? Um, sort of. It was um, this investment company got a security company uh, to protect them, and it gave the security company the information, and the security company was hacked. Oh, okay, yes, there have been a few of those. It's ironic, Brian, that uh, investment companies with all that money tend to be sometimes <laughs> the ones that are the they're so lapsed. Sometimes on this you're sort rich of thing. because you're really tight with your money. Yeah. So um, when that happened, I think I can't remember the name of the company, but I remember it was a smaller one. But yes. And so then they put uh, they gave you two years worth of um, credit protection. 
No, they didn't. They didn't. Okay, so yeah, this is the. I would. I mean, I definitely would talk to the, your um, advisor or whoever it was that was using these services and ask what they're going to do for you to help. What they have you. done and what they're going to do and what you should do. So ask them in that case. And it'd probably be I move move. You know, part of it would be if you don't get a good answer, move your funds. If you if it's something that you can. Yeah, do. because it's your money next to your identity, Ricky. That's mm-hmm. those are the two most important things we have. It's like water and oxygen, right? In your life, it's your identity and your money. So if the companies you're dealing with, if you're not going to sleep with a smile on your face about how they're treating you, then yeah, then you say, sorry, not happy with the answers, moving, and then check with your friends to find out who the, who they would recruit. Re- Normally, when there is a data breach, they will offer the two big ones in Canada, TransUnion and Equifax. Oh, yes, Equifax. And normally they'll contract with one of the two of them and give you a year or two of credit protection. Yeah, that's what happened with the latest MGM um, data leak. Here, I would maybe ask that your advice or whoever it was if they are they're they're going to sponsor a couple of years of TransUnion for you or something at least. Um, And what that does is that means that you have a choice of whether you want to just be notified if anybody makes a credit application or you can actually have it locked so no credit applications can be made without photo id oh i don't is that an equifax thing because i set up a transunion one recently and i didn't i wasn't able to find a setting for that no that's normally one you have to pay for if you want the lock be careful about doing that yeah be careful about doing that second one that should only be used as a last resort Hmm. if somebody has applied for a mortgage in your name right like if it started yeah or did take out a credit card but at their address in surrey not victoria Mm -hmm. so if it's actually started down that path otherwise because you go down and you renew your cell phone plan with ricky at london drugs and they go oh i can't do that because Mm -hmm. the system did a credit check and you've now got a lock on it, so that can't be done. So, yeah, so be careful about that one. But, Linda, start with talking to your financial advisor and see what level of comfort you get with them. It's a scary thing because it's sort of out of our control. Sure, yeah. Uh, and and I, I get how important that one and is. And you can't just pop in and say, I want to change my sin. You know, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, a couple of homework videos on something on a lighter note here. Um, one that won't work on radio that you will like. Apple's done a brilliant new Swoop ad showcasing the strength of the ceramic shield in its iPhone 15 models. Bird is coming down and attacking her, and it knocks her off, and her phone goes. The photography is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, this is all computer generated. There's no way (laughs) they filmed this. (laughs) Yeah, but wait for the very end. There's a really good little fun ending on it. Um, A couple from Hawaii. Fred Mills and the B1M crew show us what's happening and not happening. If you've been to Waikiki, Honolulu's problem-plagued $10 billion light rail system is there. But the other one, because we talked about this because it devastated a lot of us here when it happened, when um, Lahaina was gutted by uh, fire. Uh, Realtor Jesse Wald a few days ago used his drone to show us the cleanup that's just now getting underway in what's left of Lahaina. Hey, aloha, everyone. So it's been about five months since the big Lahaina fire, and this week actually marks a major milestone in our recovery process. This is the week that we started phase two of the cleanup process, which is where we actually start to remove and relocate the actual ash and debris from the fire. So I figured today would be a good day to get the drone up in the air and just see what kind of progress they've made so far. 
There you go. So go watch the video. It's really, it's really powerful. I warn you, if you've been to Lahaina as we have, yes, you're going to see some positive things. One of the best ones, spoiler alert, it's a good one. The banyan tree at the Pioneer Inn is coming back to life. Oh, no way. It's green. Oh, it's like a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be easy. There we go. The other one at the other end of technology, you may have heard this on the news because we did it when it first happened, Brian, on this show, when Ingenuity, uh, a little helicopter, landed on Mars with the rover. Mm -hmm. And they said, we'll see if it can fly because there's 1% uh, atmosphere. Yep. And -hmm. helicopters require rotor air. And lo Mm -hmm. and behold, the bloody little thing flew. (laughs) And then it flew again, and it flew again. And they said, okay, maybe five flights. Yep. Three and a half years later, 72 flights. Almost three years ago, the helicopter made its first flight on the planet Mars. Altimeter data confirms that Ingenuity has performed its first flight. And living up to its name, Ingenuity made history as the first aircraft to make a powered controlled flight on another planet. But then it flew farther and higher than we ever thought possible. And what started as a technology demonstration with plans for only up to five flights has now completed a remarkable 72 flights on Mars. And the innovation doesn't stop here. It acted as a scout for the Perseverance rover. It would go and check out sites. Ingenuity demonstrated how flight can enhance operational missions. And the reason this is in the news is because it suffered mission-ending damage. Mm. The rotors damaged Uh and had to make an emergency landing. So yeah, 72 flights later. That is Uh our generation's Orville and Wilbur Wright. The first plane. Yeah. That was the first one on another planet. Mm-hmm. And it just absolutely blew their minds. It's a really cool little video in there from Bill Nelson, um, the administrator of NASA, just talking about the, you know, the significance of what that little tiny thing did, the little helicopter that could. <laughs> yeah, it's a little flying Wally or something on that planet. Yeah. Uh, do on- we know what the calculation, what calculations were wrong, or were they just being... Um, you know, setting their their standards low when they sent it. Expectations. Expectations, yeah. thank you. Standards <laughs> yeah. were probably Expect- high. Well, because 1%, there was no way for them. They tried as best they could to simulate in a giant room where they sucked all most of the uh, air out to try and do the 1%. But even then, they couldn't do the gravity part. Mm-hmm. So oh, they used yeah, all yeah. the computer calculations, and lo and behold, that little tiny thing. Uh, there's some great, and it's cool that we get to see video of this helicopter. Zipping around. Yeah, the rover and back and forth. Like a little on. Star Wars yeah. droid. I mean, just look what happened last week. Japan landed. Uh, yeah. Little, uh, they landed a thing on the, 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 ne- on yeah. the moon. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it landed yeah. upside down. <laughs> so, but a they did it. Failed. That was that. <laughs> okay, but no, no, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, like oh, okay. the Elon Musk SpaceX theory. We'll keep blowing things up till we figure out how to not blow up the rockets. And then lo and behold, now we take it for granted. I was telling Emma, our German student, you know, we take it for granted in her lifetime that we now send rockets up and bring them back down and reuse them. Yeah. We didn't ever do that. Yeah, like for Japan, their goal was to be within, like they were going for an exact point. They were within 50 meters of the point they wanted to hit. Yeah. On yeah. the moon, moving as fast as it does. That's pretty cool. Okay, when so it ended upside down. They still have two helicopter little pilot things that come off of it. And on February 1st, where the sun will actually hit the moon, it should charge. 
Yeah, because it's oh, upside down, yes. so the solar panels are the That's wrong the way. But they're hoping that on February 1st, the orientation of the sun and the moon, there'll be enough power to bounce off the ground and charge it. Oh, my to gosh. then do the rest of its mission. Yeah. What was the what was the launch mechanism? Like it was on a rocket and then it deployed off the rocket like a typical. And everything, but as it came down for the landing, one of the motors went. One of the motors went. Yeah. So it landed softly for a landing on the moon, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a gr- and then the little rover that it sent out, yeah, that it ejected before landing was got this shot of it upside <laughs> oh. down. It's like a flipped over. I car. have to find. You have to know. You have to be like, oh man, at least we sent the rover because we know what went wrong. Otherwise, yeah. it'd just be like, what's happening? Why is this not working? Yeah. That one's not in the notes. Okay. Do we need a break? Probably. We're doing multi multitasking uh, here. here. Uh, it looks like it. Where are we? <laughs> we got nerdy like on space. Yes, yes. Okay, break time. Let's do it. 25 after the hour as we continue with Alan and Brian and Ricky. By text, any suggestions slash recommendations for home automations, light motion switches, security cams, want to use them with my iPhone and iPad? Never something I really got into. Um, I know my mom uses uses or used Alexa for all of that kind of stuff. Like had the bulbs and the voice yep. assistant, um, and it seemed to work fine. But there's more and more talks about Alexa becoming a paid service through Amazon. So I don't know wow. if I would recommend anybody that way. Well, Alexa, anyway. what they're talking, and this is in the show notes as well. Amazon's talking about making a basically Alexa Plus. So if you want mm-hmm. the AI version in there, this is where did I put it? Uh, um, too many stuff in there. Yeah, supercharged Alexa. Amazon uh, wants to charge this. It would be named Remarkable Alexa, June 30th, tentative launch date. Um, we're told things are not going well. Uh, it's apparently great at having conversations, terrible at doing anything useful. Plus, many workers on the project are unconvinced that people will be willing to pay for a supercharged digital assistant. But in terms of the things like that, Google bought Nest. Yep. So all that's... Amazon has the Ring. Yep. One and those that's probably where I would recommend people go because it works pretty well. And with, yeah. and it's like a, across platforms too, like whether you're on iPhone or Android, it's I just don't trust either of those companies with anything. So yeah, I struggle. Um, uh. Ron Fraser, our retired tech manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ron is a big fan of the Arlo platform. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which was Netgear. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Netgear, but they spun it off into a into a separate Something, division. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that I honestly thought would catch on because of its value to people. It feels like we got really excited about it as, I don't know, society, and then we kind of slowed down. Yeah, because the, the compatibility is the is the real problem. People want it to work. They want it to yeah. work easily. That and the result is right. tr- Crazy, like use Ring for an example. How many times do we have to talk about Ring cameras live broadcasting your security cameras? Yeah. Now uh, again, that goes back a couple of years, and they fixed all that, and they just recently <laughs> announced that police cannot ask you anymore for your Ring footage if there mm-hmm. was a if there was a crime in your neighborhood. Oh. You can volunteer it, but they cannot they cannot ask you saying, oh. "Hey, Ring says you have a camera at so and so address. Could we have the footage from twelve oh four to?" Oh, they can't yeah. even like nicely ask, not like a demand mm, or no, anything. No, they're not allowed to know you had a camera. Oh, that, that, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, they could drive by and see a ring camera on your door and knock, okay. but they can't electronically know you have one and, gotcha. and ask because they've stopped uh, that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's something. Let's leave that one out there. I'll, we'll do a little homework and find out. Um, I know that Costco sells a lot of 
those those systems they've found some stuff that works well but um let's put it this way if you want to send us a text or an email for next week uh and then we'll we'll do it and let us know what you've got that you would recommend that's probably the the best way to start off and you can check with your with your peeps, Ricky, and see if they have any particular yeah. advice. London Drugs started to get into it in a big way because they saw the potential for giving people something that would be reputable, it would work. But then it sort of faded away because of that compatibility. That issue. and even just the draw on your home networks and everything else along those yeah. lines. But yeah. Stay tuned. We'll do more on that next week. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on with Ricky Winter from London Drugs, Ron Fraser will be on with us next weekend. And Ron just texted me to say he's listening, and he switched from the Arlo Mm -hmm. home security camera system to Eufy, E-U-F-Y. So we will do some homework, and Ron will tell us why he switched, because he does a lot of homework. He doesn't jump into these things, so we'll find out. (laughs) I remember working with him and being like, Look, my package is being delivered. Or look, there's a squirrel in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention here, because this is a common question that we get, and I know you get it a lot in the store, uh, uh, about printers. Mm-hmm. And this is really kind of uh, blunt talk from, <laughs> the, from the CEO. Yeah. Uh, Enrique Lores was doing some media interviews this past week, and he said... Customers are a bad investment unless they're forced to buy lots of HP ink. So that, as you can imagine, got some, got some <laughs> headlines. His actual quote was, every time a customer buys a printer, it's an investment for us. We are investing in that customer. And if that customer doesn't print enough or doesn't use our supplies, it's a bad investment. So that was one way of putting it. He's done a little bit of damage control since then, trying to say, well, one of the reasons, I mean, like this is out of like dig the dig here, have a shovel, dig the hole deeper. He basically said that, well, one of the reasons that we make you use only HP ink in the printer is because you could embed viruses in third party cartridges in that little tiny chip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice try. So I put a link into the show notes so you can see because reached out to a whole bunch of tech people, Ars Technica did, and they asked people, is this realistic? And they basically said, no, not likely. No one's ever found an example of it. Theoretically, could you, would you? No. I mean, think of the efforts to get a virus into a little third-party inky ink cartridge. So... One of the things, and I know that at London Drugs, you actually have a sign pointing out to people that if they buy an HP printer, it comes with dynamic security, which sounds like a nice name. But what it means is in order to use the printer, you have to connect it to the Internet so it can talk to the HP mothership. And you need to keep it connected because every month it needs to talk to the HP mothership. And if not. And if it runs out of ink and you say, well, that's okay, I don't need to get ink right now because I just need to scan my income tax. No, it won't let you even scan if you've run out of ink. Yeah, because why would that matter, right? Yeah. And if you want to connect it to your printer with a cable, the newest models say, no, it's wireless only. But if you look on the back... There's a jack for the cable. They've just covered it with a sticker saying this doesn't work. Yes, it does. All this because they want to be able to, to do that. So it's totally up to you. 
And the other big one is uh, a couple people went out and took the cartridges apart and mm. were dismayed at how much ink. A couple of them even went and got more of the same cartridges. They said there cannot be three milliliters of ink. Mm. There has to be more than that. And they bought like four or five and they all have the same thing. It works out to 45 cents per page you print on an HP printer. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like you can go to a print, like you can come to me and print a page for 25 cents. Yeah. Why would you buy a printer and then print for 45 cents? Or you can get an Epson EcoTank printer or a Canon Mega Tank, which oh, come yeah. with bottles of ink. That works out to about a penny a page in color. Absolutely. So totally up to you, but I put the links into the show notes so you can see why we feel so strongly. It's totally whatever you want to do, but strongly would not touch an HP printer. I think they've really damaged their brand. Yeah. Seems year over year over year, it seems. Like, like it gets worse. Like, I keep thinking they're going to realize the error of their ways, but if you look what the CEO just said, I mean, he just dug two holes in that one there. Um, the other one that this is going to take some time to sort itself out, but I know you're going to have opinions on this one. The B.C. government, following the lead of Quebec and Ontario, has announced that the use of smartphones in classrooms is going to be restricted starting in the 2024-25 school year. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, How are you going to do that? I don't know. Like, if you would have started 10, 15 years ago, you had some protocol properly in place that is established already before the phones became necessarily what they are now, maybe. Yeah. The Premier like, David Eby says between now and this fall, the province will work with school districts to craft policies to limit the use of smartphones in classrooms. And in the hours and days since that announcement, they've said, okay, yeah, there will likely be different restrictions for different grades. And there'll likely be different restrictions in different school districts. And there'll likely be different restrictions in different schools. And there'll likely be different restrictions in different classrooms. Yeah, even like the discipline in the classroom, right? Like if you're doing a computer science class, like Lyle's a huge draw. If you're doing home ec, maybe you don't need it as much for that class. Like there's... I, I don't know. Actually, you brought up, I think. Yeah, Emma, our, Emma, our international student from Germany was amazed to see that they were allowed, encouraged to use the phones in classroom for research. Yeah. When they're looking things up, when they're doing that, when they're doing tests, no, but when they're doing actual assignments. Neat take on it, though. I guess, how how did your international student respond to that? I guess if she saw it, it was like, neat. How was it done in Germany? No. No? Yeah. Just no, like yeah. keep them in your locker kind of thing. Don't yeah. bring them to school. Yeah, oh, keep them in your locker, oh. things like that. But then everyone's making the beeline, so the hallways are crazy yeah. between what classes. About my, what about my Apple Watch? Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> right. Like, so yeah, so this. So I just wanted to bring it out there. Yeah. Um, it's not as simple as it sounds. Many teachers, especially in high school, now just not just allow students but expect them to do so as well. Some parents want to have regular contact with their kids throughout the school day. Yeah. They want to be able to text them. Now, that largely comes, unfortunately, out of the U.S., where yep. there have been mass shootings and things like that, and they want to be able to to reach them to know they're okay. So, Yeah, especially for evacuating the school, not everybody's running to their locker to get their phone. Precisely. So you can see that while this may sound like a knee-jerk, oh, great, I'm glad they're doing this. Yeah. I just wanted to put it out there. I put a link to the Times Colonist story. There's many others out there. Item 10 in the show notes, but... It's not as simple as it sounds, and I think you're going to find that the end result, come next September, is not going to be, is not going to be the headline there. Back to the phone lines and Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX. 
Hi, Alan. Hi, uh, Brian. And, uh, oh, I can't Ricky. remember the other one. <laughs> Ricky. Ricky. That's it. Ricky's got such a nice laugh. <laughs> That's good. Um, I uh, have um, uh, concerns about uh, the new uh, iOS uh, update concerning stolen device protection. Yes. Um, I have um, an iPhone uh, uh, 2020 second generation. Yes, so yes. I have the fingerprint. Yep. And uh, it doesn't always work. I'm a gardener. I scrub my fingernail, uh, fingerprint, yep. you know, off when mm-hmm. I'm doing work and stuff like that. And I find that... How many fingerprints do you work. have registered on your iPhone? I remember helping you set it up. I think... Um, at least three. Okay, so uh, there's a. Pr- I would put a couple from the other hand on if we didn't already do that. So have, I think you've got four and one of Jeff's. If I remember correctly, I may I be think wrong. So. Yeah. So yeah, between I, the two of you, you should be able to to make this work. And this is only going to be an issue for you if your phone is stolen. Okay, it's only an issue if your phone is stolen, and it's an optional switch that you can turn it on. So if you're not worried about the phone being stolen. You don't even have to turn on this switch. And again, this will only happen if your phone is stolen and is outside your home. Okay, so okay. at home, it, at home, this has no impact on you. Oh, okay, can you remind me just in case how to switch it off? Because I know for... It's not on. You have to turn it on. After you do 17.3, you have to yes. turn it on. You have to go settings. Oh, sorry. You have to go down to settings touch ID and passcode, scroll down to stolen device protection, and turn it on. Okay, so it is, okay. Because I think for a while I had to turn it off. It was on for photos, and I I didn't realize what I I had to do. I think it was for deleting, accessing deleted photos or something. But if you find that there's a particular finger because of your great gardening, if you find there's a particular finger that's not working, Use a different finger, but also you can also delete that finger and put it back in again. That's what I've done a couple yeah. of times. Uh, would, uh, but if I did leave the... Um, but you've uh, got the other fingers there. I always tell people that do a lot of things with their hands, like carpenters, uh, people like that. Use the finger for ID. Use the finger that you least use for the other activity, like gardening. And then you'll find it works. Yeah, I I think I've tried that with uh, maybe uh, another of the two fingers, but uh, I don't know if just the phone is not very responsive or or what. Yeah, it is. that's why uh, Apple is replacing all of that with Face ID, which is much more responsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I update next, I'll, yeah. I'll uh, obviously have that choice. So, yeah, but uh, it's really good that you raised the question, Nikki. So if you're not worried about the phone being stolen, you don't have to turn on that protection. I would turn so, it on because then it's there. And I don't think it's the kind of thing that you and Jeff regularly randomly change your passcode. So you're never even going to run into this. Only if you decide you want to change your passcode or you want to change your Apple ID and you're not at home. If you're at home, it's not a problem. You can still do that. It's only if you're out and sitting on the beach somewhere and you decide randomly to change your your passcode or your Apple ID password. Okay. Can I ask one other question for clarification? If I put it on and then I find it doesn't work, can I go in and take the pass... uh, Can I... Turn uh, it off. Take it off. Yeah, you just uh, go back in and, and take it off. Yeah. 
Okay, so I won't get stuck. Where no, but I again, you're not going to find that it's not working um, unless your phone is stolen. Oh, yeah, I understand that, but... Well, no, a lot of people think that this is going to affect their day-to-day. It's not going to have any impact on you whatsoever unless you want to change your passcode or your Apple ID and you're not at home. Okay, okay. But you know what? uh, You think that you may not need it, but sometimes uh, it comes up in, you know, when we were on uh, vacation, uh, my husband left. Um, his phone in the rental car after we had so you know what I mean you never know that's exactly why we want people to turn it on you never know what's going to happen but again it's not going to affect you you can still use your fingerprint or you can use your passcode it's only an issue if you want to change the passcode or change the Apple ID password or turn off find my and I can't fathom that you'd want to do any of those three no, no, I, I don't. But I just wanted yeah. clarification. No, I'm just really the glad. Worst, I'm really glad you asked. The worst thing would be if uh, I had I lost my phone and then I couldn't, I you know you couldn't access something or whatever. That that always is a concern. So yeah. uh, that's why I needed the clarification. Yeah. I'm glad you called. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, thanks very much. Thanks. It's nice talking with you again. Yeah. Say hi to Jeff. Thanks. I will do. Take thanks care. very much, okay. Ben Allen. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Back with more after this. As we roll on on Tech Talk, uh, we should, there is a passing that is worth mentioning. You remember this song? American folk singer Melanie got her break at Woodstock in 1969. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. never heard this I, th- I thought this was a new like the picture of her is so young i thought this was a new pop star or something i'm okay alone but you got something i need well i got a brand new pair of roller skates you got a brand new she's passed away at the age of 76 her full name was melanie Safka, born in 1947 yeah and her big break was going out in front of uh woodstock yeah, it started to rain. The festival announcer told the crowd to light candles to keep the rain away. Yeah. So as she sang, the hillside in front of her began to blaze with candlelight. Oh, and my. There I, you go. I like cool. her sound. I mean, I'm a like hidden folk fan. Like, not many people <laughs> yeah. know that. But uh, The yeah, lyrics sparked cool. some controversy because uh, many said there were references to sex or drugs. She says, nope. It was nothing about that. It was roller skating. I remember the scent of Astoria, Queens when I grew up, and I was remembering roller skatings and the key that, you know, tighten the skates so you wouldn't fall off, which I often did. Released more than 30 albums. Oh, wow. Died on Tuesday at the age of 76. There you go. It's worth passing these people. At least the song lives on out there. Look for mm-hmm. it. Just search it for it. You can find it on YouTube or any musical playlist. Melanie, brand new key. Back to the phone lines. And Mark. Hi, Mark. Thanks for waiting. How can we help? Oh, hi. Oh, I was just lost in Melanie. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. um, I'm going to roller skate one of these days. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just a quick question. Uh, I love your show and your and the fellas that you're with. Uh, so smart. So oh, thank you. That means a so, lot. Uh, Thanks, Mark. So wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I'm wondering what I've got you on my iPad now. How do I sort of get you in so you're uh, a bit of a an, an app? Yeah, just go to the podcast app. 
That's the blue and yep. it's purple and white. Just go to podcast, search for Tech Talk with Alan, A-L-A-N. We'll, well, I'm honored that will come up automatically on the list. And yeah. then just click on, oh, what's the word? They changed it, Ricky. Oh. It doesn't say subscribe anymore. Listen uh, live, it says. Yeah, but no, no. when you go to podcast, um, when you search. Now, again, this is in the podcast app. Uh, talk with Alan Perry. The word you click up in the top corner is um, just a button. Now it's not a. Uh, it's a. Um, it's follow. It doesn't. Oh. It used to be subscribe. Oh. Now it's follow up in the top right. Okay. That's not okay. So go to the blue and sorry. Go to the purple and white podcast app on your iPhone or your iPad, and then search for Tech Talk with Alan. Tap on it. Tap on show and tap on follow. Then it'll automatically pop on your screen whenever Brian gets the podcast done each Saturday after the show, even if you don't listen in. Yeah, if notifications okay. are on, you'll get one from the podcast app when the, uh, when the episodes are uploaded. And when you first launch the app, look in the bottom right-hand corner for the search button yeah. to go to that tab, and then you can search. There us. you go. And for the notes itself, you can just go to tech-talk.ca, and when that comes up, tap the square with the arrow which means do something with, and scroll up a fair ways for the option Add to Home Screen. Then it'll put it on the screen as a, as a gray and white S, because the S stands for show notes. Hmm, okay. And then you're there. Yeah, Great. and once the podcasts are uploaded, I, I insert them into the show notes for that episode, so you can listen while you scroll through the show notes all on one page. There you go. Thanks. Okay, final segment coming up after this. Final couple of minutes here. Lori texted in to say, when searching the podcast, make sure that tech and talk have a space in between them. Thank you, Lori. Just things we just things that we just take for granted there. Back to the phone lines and CJ. Hi, CJ. Hi, Alan. How you doing? Um, I'm okay. I was helping a friend, a neighbor, this morning, but um, I had to call in for a couple of reasons. Yeah. I wanted to tell you I really like the way that that you all work well together. You and Brian and Ricky and whoever you have on your show, right? Aw, thank you. It comes, it comes across on the, the airwaves as well. That really I means a lot. Thinking, thank you. You make a make I was thinking, should I yeah. still say that because, you know, the fellow before also said it. But um, it's true. Um, and also, you're so patient. And I know, and you know, <laughs> because a number of times over the years you've helped me. Oh, I recognize and the now. Hi there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, really scary. Us, it's scary. Uh, the world changes so quickly, and technology's become so critical to our life. Oh yeah. As we get older, it really scares the ever living out of people, and I see people in tears. And so it's really, I know I've learned because I ask a lot of stupid questions off the air to give you the answers. So it just seems fair to pass it on. But th- thank you so much. And some of us are so well trained about the scam things. That's our that best. That's we'll our best legacy. You. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. Before we go, Two, three, go. I thought we would leave you with Brian Adams. He just posted this. I know it might sound crazy. Ever since I was a baby, I've been looking for you. This is from Gliwice, Poland. Live performance. Canadian Brian Adams. We'll leave you with that. Ricky, thanks for being here. Anytime. Enjoy the rest of your weekend off. Enjoy the rain. Haha. Thanks. You're back at the store. Monday, Monday, Monday. Awesome. It's good to have you. Always a pleasure. Brian, thanks as always. Great being here. Thanks, guys. Stay dry.
Before we go, I wanted to say benvenidos to Majo Gomez, our new grade 11 international homestay student. She'll be arriving in a few hours from Veracruz, Mexico, along with her sister Dana and her parents Mario and Josefina. We look forward to welcoming you to our home and our life and joining Emma from Germany. Video 44 in the show notes, and so it goes.